everybody, welcome back to another episode of Film House. My guests this week are Adam Kovic, film lover, Hello. Adam Kovic, official title, film lover. I love film <laughs> so much. Uh, um, but I'm also really excited to have on Dorian Parks of Collider hey. Games and Geeks of Color here. Thank you guys for having me. What's up, man? I'm super excited. I watch you guys all the time, and we've done some stuff in the past, so getting to, to team up with you guys again is just, is just as exciting. Yeah, we've been yeah, in man. each other's DMs for a while trying to coordinate this, but it seems like you've mm. been pretty busy. You've been doing a lot of stuff since uh, work from home. A little bit. Mm. Yeah, it, it's been it's been fun. We've been doing a, a bunch of virtual interviews with Geeks of Color with some of the some of the talent from these upcoming shows and movies. So it's been exciting to do that as well as with Collider Games. I've been just playing a bunch of video games. Your boy just got a like a PC setup, so I'm just been diving into all these. I just <laughs> oh nice. Yeah, I just started. I know it's been a while, uh, out for a while, but I just started playing Halo, and now that I actually have friends to like do, I don't get the the split screen type of thing, but you know, I'm still playing co op with them online, so that's been a fun mm-hmm. experience. Oh, like you're like playing Halo, Halo, like starting from Halo One for the first time, like going through it, starting from Wow Master, Master Chief Collection, I assume, yeah. yeah on on game, yeah. So I've just been diving in. That's nice. crazy. That's wild. Uh, how, I'm just curious. We will not get. We're, we're going to talk about films. We're going to talk about <laughs> Tenant. We're going to talk about the rise of new ways to watch movies, and then also some of our personal favorite picks. But I want before we move into that, I'm just curious the perspective of someone who's playing Halo for the first time now in yeah. 2020. How, what do you think of it? Dude, I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, sure. The graphics aren't like super like amazing, like especially if you click tab and you can see like how they the, the old version of it. But just mm-hmm. like, it, it's, it's been blowing me away. Like the story itself, especially getting to play like a co-op with some friends online and just drive around that warthog. Like I could drive around that warthog all <laughs> and just shoot. Yeah. Now, and, now imagine that, but a film made by Neil Blomkamp in his prime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and bro, the, the, uh, the thing about it is I got to go to New Zealand like a, a few years ago for a, a set visit in uh, at Weta Digital. They had like the original like Warthog like that they were going to use for that movie. It was sick. And oh, I didn't have, a, yeah. have appreciation for it at the time, but now I do. It was, it, it was, it was, a, it was a sight for, for, it was just beautiful. That's awesome. Was, That's super cool. Yeah. What yeah. could have been? Halo's yeah. back on the mindset. We were this. This was recorded on July twenty third, and so this morning was the Xbox Games Showcase, and they, they showed off mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, which is uh, a pretty wild throwback to the franchise. So, yeah, it's funny that you're playing the original Halo, and the new one is more like original Halo. So mm-hmm. maybe you're just skip right ahead it. to number six, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've done a little, like I've done this, some of the story for the, uh, the campaign for Halo one, but my friends have also like, let me play a little bit of reach because they said that one's the, like the, the best one this far. So I jumped into to reach and I've been playing that a little bit as well. And I'm loving that too. That's awesome. They let you, I love that. Yeah. They're like, all right, <laughs> you can get it. You can get a taste story and just a, te- mm-hmm. just a little bit, but we, we don't want to, sw- it's technically a prequel. So you could really start with that one and be fine. <laughs> Do we talk about movies on this podcast? Yeah, we're going to talk about movies now, right? No, 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 no. no. I, I no, asked I, you. I, I will talk I, about I, Halo. We can I, do a Halo I, podcast. That's I have fine. to interrupt right now. Otherwise, the two of you will just talk about Halo for the next 90 <laughs> minutes. Um, no, so so I just wanted, again, we've been doing this podcast still weekly for the most part. Um, we had a change of pace last week. And so we, instead of doing a podcast style, we kind of did an exploratory um, discussion on Vin Diesel and his career and kind of why he is the person he was. So I just wanted to uh, thank our audience for watching that and giving us your feedback on that. We are going to at least try, I believe, Adam, we're going to try at least to 
one more maybe we have some we, ideas we, for yeah we got one. a meeting today we're gonna talk some more i think we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna keep keep going you know what? if even if it didn't get didn't do gangbusters didn't do you know the billions of views that we that we're all used to friends, yeah right exactly yeah we all get those those big mm-hmm. big home runs but uh, I think we really enjoyed it. The audience really enjoyed it. So we're going to keep at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, but so we'll hear more from that once we kind of narrow down that topic and see open you guys up to that process. Um, there's obviously no movies that we can really review all that much. Um, next week, Elise actually does have some plans because we figured out there is a movie that we've all seen together. So I won't spoil yep. that. But we are going to be doing a movie discussion kind of review next week. I'm covering news. Not a lot of it. Dorian, you know there's not a lot of news. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the biggest story that I could really find this week was about Tenet, which it's that it was delayed again, um, mm. which isn't necessarily that surprising, except now it seems like this is the official defeat of this movie. My perception of this whole event was that people were looking for weirdly looking to this Christopher Nolan film as this is when we know we'll be okay again. Um, like this is the sign of things getting back to normal. And I think the mm-hmm. fact that they have now, if it, cause they pushed it a little bit, they're like, ah, we'll push it a little bit. We'll push it a little bit. Now they've delayed it. And they're like, we don't even know. We don't know when this movie's coming out. Um, it was supposed to be like our Gandalf after Helm's deep. Mm-hmm. It would be that shining beacon that we see, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's Chris Nolan and every actor that looks like him that he puts in his movies. Yeah, so I'm just curious, what is, what is your guys' reaction to this? And number one, how it affects maybe your hype for this movie, um, how it kind of, and but also like, how do you, what do you think will be the fate of this movie, and then kind of move like big blockbuster movies like this going forward? Because I feel like there are lots of things are getting pushed. Dude, honestly, like I'm glad they they pushed it or just took it off the schedule indefinitely because if you just kept push if you just kept pushing the date back and it would just create this false hope because as we were getting closer to the the its new date I was like I was kind of optimistic I was like all right I would maybe go see it but as like we we've just been seeing the news and stuff like that that the it's just been the situation just been getting worse and worse especially in California so I've just been like there's no way in hell I'm risking going to a theater. Mm-hmm. And sitting there for two hours because all it takes is one call from somebody starts at the beginning of the movie. I would walk out. So I'm glad that they're just mm-hmm. they're just being safe and, and taking it off the schedule indefinitely. And then just I'd rather them hold off on it completely, not release it online or anything like that. And just wait until everything is safe again and to, to push this this big blockbuster out, because I think there's a difference between like a, a movie like this. And then as of today, they just announced that Bill and Ted will be on video demand and something mm-hmm. like that I think works better online. So I think it just depends on the movie itself whether it should be like online versus waiting until the theaters are open so i'm i'm glad they pulled it off indefinitely yeah for sure yeah, i i i wish they would do something though where you could watch it like you pay for it you basically buy the movie ticket now and then you can watch the download version and then when things are better you promise to go to the movie theater <laughs> and watch it later and you you like you have to do some social engagement or something like I'm fulfilling my part of the deal, you have Chris. To tweet at Christopher Nolan and let him know. <laughs> yes, like I, I this is me watching the movie. I thumbs up. It was great. Had some cool action in it. What a twist! Didn't mm-hmm. expect that. Uh, <laughs> it's a Chris Nolan movie. You know, it's gonna be fun and time's gonna be weird. And mm-hmm. that's okay because I love his movies. I rewatched uh, what's the Prestige just the other week and it's still good. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Well, um, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 like interesting that both of you mentioned, you know, watching at home with Bill and Ted. It's like, OK, that I'm sure. Yeah. Bill and Ted. 
we've we've crossed the line of what makes something a straight to home, right? It's, it's not it doesn't mean the same. It doesn't mean you're a return of Jafar anymore. Um, and so uh, it is interesting that if anyone was going to hold the line on this, it'd be Christopher Nolan. Um, and yeah. there were some rumors circulating about like, oh, well, it's a Warner Brothers movie. Uh, maybe it'll come to HBO Max. Quick disclosure, we work for Rooster Teeth, which is a subsidiary of Warner Brothers, just so everyone knows at home. We have no idea. No one's told us nothing. Um, but John Stanky, <laughs> the CEO of Warner Media, uh, has officially said no. Like, we're not going to do that, probably because he doesn't want to gain the ire of Christopher Nolan. Well, full, full disclosure, John Stanky called me first to oh, make okay. sure that was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how, that's that's just where we fall in line. He goes, he calls up and just says, mm-hmm. hey, is it okay if I announce that we're not going to put on HBO mm-hmm. now? Or, you know, it's HBO Adam, that's then fine. stockholders, mm-hmm. yeah, members of the board, yeah, yeah. Well, we talk, we just talk like, you know, old pals, like we're just both on the foot of our bed, just with our feet mm-hmm. up in the air, just talking about stuff, stocks, you know, acquisitions, those sorts of things. So mm-hmm. full disclosure, just want to put that out there. <laughs> okay, got my, I, I got my that. HBO max jacket the other day. Did you get yours, mm-hmm. James? I did. I did. This is a, a silly thing. Again, Dorian, this is, this is the absurdity of our lives, but obviously cause we are Warner brothers subsidiaries, a, a package arrived. I was like, what is this? And I open it up and it's a jacket that says, congratulations on HBO Max. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> Had nothing to do with it, but you are happy to help. You know, happy to be part of the team. Man, they do. They, I got, I'm not going to lie. They send out some nice, some nice stuff like that. Like um, mm-hmm. they were getting ready for their, like the launch. They sent this big care pack. I was like, bro, what, what do y'all? Yeah. Doing? Mm. Thank you. But oh. they go all out. Yeah, oh, for sure. Man, I just got a bill. <laughs> yeah, you just started paying for it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, was, I didn't even opt in. That's weird. Well, so a- Adam, you would you would watch Tenet at home. You would you would be okay with that? Yeah, but I, I guess also I'm not exactly a purist in the same way uh, Chris Nolan and uh, Quentin Tarantino are in the way that mm-hmm. they get private screenings all the time. So they're like, you have to see it in the movie theater. I see movies like everyone else, and the movie theater experience has only been getting worse. And I can't imagine it being any better in a post pandemic world. And I, I get it. I totally get it where it's like, this is not the, the, the best way of watching a movie is in your living room. But I, I would make the argument that it is getting better and the movies are only better if you put your phone down, but it is nice that if you got to go to the bathroom, you can pause it and you can come back. I know that's not the best way of doing it, but there, it, it, the, the living room, experience is catching up i think faster than david lynch would like it to <laughs> to say i would i definitely would give it a chance like online like if they made the decision to to do it i wouldn't just wait and say like oh no i'm not gonna watch this i'm rather see it on a theater like i i think i have a decent enough tv and you know to turn down the lights get the get the mood right get the ambiance mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, it would it wouldn't have like the like i wouldn't get that that loud effect or anything like like sitting in a theater, but I think I'd still be fine with the the how I'm I'm taking it in. Like I think it wouldn't be j- as good, but I, I like like Adam said, like I think I would be fine with it. So it, mm-hmm. I, I would be yeah. fine with them releasing online. But my preference for this movie specifically, just because I'm a big fan of John David Washington, I'd rather um, it be in the big theater so they they can potentially hopefully make back their money for this because I, I I assume that they put a lot of money into this. Yeah, that yeah. that's the thing too is that no matter the math that you do on downloads and stuff, it really doesn't 
I don't think it compares to how much money selling a ticket to a movie theater makes like and then also when you consider the theaters you buy popcorn it's a whole thing when you're watching at home you're probably going to pay for it once so say twenty dollars they charge you twenty dollars for it but that means you and anyone that you're sharing your home with are all going to watch it together um and you're gonna microwave whatever's in your freezer or something like that and so it is interesting to think about how much of that money is left on the table through downloads. I know it, Trolls World Tour was like cited as being really, <laughs> really successful. Um, yeah. But even then, I don't know that it was, it was successful in terms of a day one download kind of thing. I don't think that it was a blockbuster by any means. It's, um, it's interesting though. There's a, there's a lot of parallels here to the music industry, obviously with you know things going digital and that sort of thing. And the music industry obviously fought it for as long as they could. But mm-hmm. it happened so quickly, it felt like someone snapped their fingers mm-hmm. and it was over. Movies have been holding on to the theater model for so much longer because you know it it creates that basically that artificial inflation of making that money. And mm-hmm. that's how it's been. And they've been in control long enough that it, it has been that way. And I, I was always wondering like what was gonna be that thing that pushed it over? And mm-hmm. you 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 said it perfectly before, James. It, it is like a caste system almost of like or, um, you know, like a totem pole of, well, there's Tenet up here, mm-hmm. but then there's Scoob and uh, Trolls <laughs> World Tour down here. Tenet mm-hmm. gets a theater release. It doesn't yeah. get digital because it, it sort of like, I guess, taints it a little bit. But like, I, I feel like with Netflix and The Irishman and movies like that, they're they're showing that the bigger sort of prestigious movies can come out mm-hmm. via streaming, but it's it's still being fought tooth and nail. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it, I think it has to also be by design, right? So something like Tenet was made through the classic studio system of, you know, budgeting that way and and building, the, raising the capital, knowing that, okay, well, we're going to get a billion dollars back on this, you know, $300 million investment. So that's how it's just going to work. I think the difference with something like Irishman, um, and I'm agreeing with you, is that Irishman was already paid for like Netflix made the money in in 2016 from their subscription <laughs> services and they said hey there's enough of this money that we can make the movie Irishman and all we need are the people to continue subscribing and then that's how it recoups so it's weird because i mean it's the same thing right dorian it's like it's you you raise money you make a movie but then you it's the accounting that's different and i know hollywood is notorious for its wacky accounting and stuff but it's funny how much that factors in yeah it'd be interesting to see like now that tenant has been uh tenant has been pulled in definitely like you have disney movies you have black widow um still on this i mean still on the calendar you also have wonder Mm -hmm. woman that is on the calendar as well so i think it'd be interesting to see if disney goes ahead and like pulls it and just says like hey let's let's put mulan on disney plus and see how mm-hmm. because i think you uh, we saw like i don't know the exact math but there was a a, a definite spike when they they put the hamilton uh the, the hamilton film mm-hmm. on disney plus and they like they took away the free trial that you could get for a week and they made people actually subscribe and they saw like a, a huge spike in and that's hamilton like i know that there's a lot of theater people and there's a lot of people that have been wanting to see it, but I think there was mm-hmm. something with like a, a Mulan or a, a Black Widow that has massive appeal worldwide. It would be interesting to see if, if they tested one of those two movies and say, all right, let's do it on Disney Plus. Let's see 
what let's see what turns out from it and then go from there engage whether they need to do something else because i i also like i think the new mutants is another example that <laughs> there's contract yeah. stuff with like hbo or something like that to that they have first streaming rights but i definitely would i think at, at any movie that's has the potential to go to streaming service it needs to be new mutants because that's been delayed mm-hmm. five times like <laughs> not in this in this pandemic i wouldn't that would be the least movie i would want to go risk uh, mm-hmm. risk anything for to see it in theaters. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's such a for coin sure. flip. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, you, met, you mentioned Ham- real quick. You mentioned Hamilton. I got a buzz on my phone last night for a calendar event that I had set my, for myself who, in March, I think, for my Hamilton tickets. I was like, oh, it's showtime. Hamilton, mm-hmm. at least nice sitting on the couch because we had tickets for March. Oh, damn. We finally got tickets. Hamilton's been around for I don't know how we're like okay it's coming back to LA we're like we're gonna go we're gonna go got tickets for March and then of course that that got killed off and we're like we're not going but when they canceled that one they're like don't worry we're gonna open up more showings later on so I was like oh that's fine I'll just buy some tickets for a show months from now Mm -hmm. and it was it was for it was for last night and I was like oh right those that I mean I knew it was canceled but it was just a fun reminder that I was like how long have we been in this but but now you've seen the best versions yeah did you watch it on Disney plus I did I did watch it yeah absolutely because I was like I there's there's no I'm just not meant to see it live anytime soon so I will watch the Disney plus one so I I have seen it by this point but it was still just a fun reminder of what life could have been it's funny though like when they I I don't know of people who have who 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 have seen it like when they start the when they start the play and they like tell you what happens and by the end of it they're like and I'm the one that shot Hamilton I'm like why would they spoil this and then I was like Oh, man. So I was like, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. the only. I'm the only person who thought that was based on a Michael Bay milk commercial. I thought that's mm-hmm. what that was. That that got milk yeah. commercial. I that's what that's spoiled that. it for me. Not the educational system. I didn't learn about the American history in any way, shape, or form constructively through the educational system I grew up in. But the Michael Bay directed Got Milk, uh, Arabic commercials. Arab, got yeah. Anyway. Got him an uh, what is it, Emmy or whatever, or an Ace or whatever those mm-hmm. awards are. Whatever, he's a hero. I, yeah. I, in in a typical my weird brain sort of thing, I did figure out how we can save the movie industry. Oh. And okay, if any, if any big John, if you're watching, Mister Stanky, oh, okay. this is what you do. <laughs> you take a you take a play from the playbook of Twitch streamers and everyone else. We do stretch goals, so Black Widow. Uh, tenant, all these things, they are on the service. They're there, but they're locked oh behind. Oh my God. Uh, are you yeah, there's me? a meter. And you, and they're like, if we hit this amount of subscribers, tenant will be there for everyone. So this you got to do it. <laughs> this is like when, when uh, like toy makers like Hasbro discovered that Kickstarter was a thing. I'm like, wait, <laughs> hold on, wait. They're like, well, Kickstarter, is, it's mostly for people who want to make their own thing, and this is a way for them to crowdsource some money because they couldn't actually raise the capital on their own because they're just an independent thing. And then you have Hasbro going like, we are going to make a Sentinel action figure if we can raise the money on Kickstarter. I'm like, what are you talking about, Erwin? <laughs> it's bullshit. I, I don't know. I'm crazy, but hey, if you want Black Widow. It would work. Uh, it would work, yeah. Sign your, yeah. Sign your mom up. Sign mm-hmm. up your dead grandmother. Just do it. It would work one thousand percent. Yes, and then you get your movie ticket sales back, and you're you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you lose those subscribers, you take it away. 
<laughs> just dropped it below. Yeah. Just show, just show I, them you're not messing around. You know? I, I just think this is such an interesting cross section of events because, you know, like, uh, like you were saying, like Mulan, I feel like Mulan is probably going to fold at some point and they're just going to throw it up on mm-hmm. Disney plus. I feel like though some of those movies are more there, but the reputation that Christopher Nolan films have and Christopher Nolan, like the man who likes, yelled at me personally for watching something digitally, you know, like (laughs) um, from a moving car. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so he didn't actually, but I can imagine that he may have thought to, but like he has such a reputation for like being a traditionalist on set and for his movies. And he's a very big believer in film and filming on film. And that digital is less important than, you know, frame size and, and everything like that. So he's, he's very much a, brick and mortar type filmmaker that Mm. I feel like if this were anyone else, we probably wouldn't be having as much of a discussion about it. I feel like we would have already moved into sure. It's digital. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Hmm. Like they should just, I I know people make jokes about it. They should just release the the whole thing on Fortnite and make people watch through there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't play, (laughs) I don't play a lot of Fortnite, but did anyone watch anything in Fortnite? Has anyone done that yet? Uh, I did the I, I watched a little bit of the Travis Scott concert. Like mm. a little bit of that, but no, I I too am not a Fortnite aficionado. Like once he mm-hmm. say like I tried to start building one time a long time ago. I was like, nope, this isn't for me and then never looked back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hard cut to the person knocking on Chris Nolan's door and be like, "It's time to go premiere the movie Fortnite." Hello, he hung himself. Oh God, <laughs> how did he do that so quickly? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think it's, I think it's really interesting. Some, the other, only other one that I think kind of lands this close for me is James Bond, um, because mm. those, those are real big releases. I, I think Mulan is going to be really good. Like, it looks really good to me, and it's obviously an epic big made movie or whatever. But I think because Disney is in this like kind of yearly release, it feels like it's part of that. And so I don't, it doesn't feel like a giant epic adventure as much as it does another episode of Disney remaking its old stories. But James Bond only comes around like once in a while. And this is the last Daniel Craig. And you know, it's all action and you're, you're supposed to experience it. So I'm genuinely curious if that one falls. And interestingly so. enough, just uh, sidetracked about uh, about Mulan real quick. That was the last movie I saw in theaters, and I will say they 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 would be smart to just put it on on Disney Plus. Oh really? Oh, okay. No, it's not 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 to knock it or anything. I'm just saying, yeah yeah yeah. I think it would just be it would make more sense for them to put it on Disney Plus. Yeah, it can still yeah. rally the audience on on Disney Plus watching at home with the lights turned down and stuff. Exactly. Like gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I genuinely don't know. I'm curious. I think I'm out of the naive stage of things of thinking that I'm going to get back to normal. I I like everyone here, maybe maybe Adam less so. Uh oh. miss movie theaters as kind of a therapeutic experience. Something about sitting in a dark movie theater with everything optimized mm-hmm. and I never have to turn the volume up for the quiet scenes and the volume down for the loud scenes or like everything's for the most part optimized. Also, also us in LA, we got kind of screwed because we finally got a draft house. (laughs) 
Uh, we finally yeah. got a draft house and that was became part of like Elise and I that's like our routine was like oh we'll go to draft house like we'd save a little bit okay well we could either see the movie this week or we can wait a couple weeks save a little bit and then go to a draft house and get popcorn and make it a whole thing right and so we finally got it and now I can't go <laughs> it's, 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 I, I love the draft house like I, I'm, I'm originally from Austin Texas so I grew up just going mm-hmm. to those type of theaters and, and once they introduced it here like I, I, I think I was there for like when like the opening day when they when they opened it up so it's mm-hmm. been, it's been hard especially but now especially because I live in the valley it was I didn't get to go as much but yeah that was an, a true experience like I love mm-hmm. the draft house man like the, yeah for sure the ultimate gamble was going to the AMC Dolby theater because each ticket was like $45 or something mm-hmm. stupid but that is where I saw uh Spider-Verse uh mm. Spider-Verse nice and the sound on that movie was so good I remember I took my sister uh like a week later to like a an AMC dine-in or whatever and the speakers were blown out and garbage mm-hmm. and it was just like it wasn't the same and it, it's just like it's such a gamble to go to the movie sometimes where it's like Maybe the sound system or you get spoiled by like a really good sound mm-hmm. system. That's also sort of the issue with theaters in general is like, like James, you were saying, sometimes your sound system, you know, the lows are too low and the highs are too high, but at least I'm in control of that. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating when you spend 15 bucks on a ticket and you can't hear, you, you know, what the actor yeah, yeah. is saying. I get so, that. So, yeah, but it's like, but man, I remember my seat shaking and feeling that like, that loud hum of the opening crawl of into the spider verse. And I was just being like, this is something like your seat is shaking when Mm -hmm. the prowler comes out and his theme be like, just cuts through you like a knife. And then Mm -hmm. you go see another theater and you're like, turn it up. You know, you put a little horn on your ear. So that, that is another over, you know, just an ongoing issue with movie theaters for me. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, it feels like that there's still that desire though. Like to, I mean, there's a social desire of movie theaters. I always think it's funny when someone's like, you go to the movies alone. Like, yeah, well, do you, you, of course I do. Do you talk? Like the only time you need to go to a movie theater with someone else is when it's cats and that other person is Joel Rubin. Um, (laughs) But like, like most movies you could sit there, you should be sitting there quietly and taking it in. That being said, um, it, it is interesting how we are already kind of adapting to the situation we're in and the inability to socialize or at least main or at least to maintain social distancing while going to the movie. It's like one of the essentials. We need to get toilet paper, um, make sure we have good Internet and uh, go to the movies are like the things human beings have wanted since the beginning of time. And we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit more about how human beings are adapting to our new situation right afterward from our sponsor. All right, you've heard us talk a lot about ExpressVPN and how important it is to just have a VPN in general. And now that a lot of people are working from home, including me, it's more important to choose a VPN that you trust. Now, I actually do do some research on the sponsors that we recommend and uh, the brands that we believe in. And I can say confidently that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. And here's why. Number one, ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies, which kind of, in my opinion, defeats the purpose of having a VPN in the first place. ExpressVPN developed technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. Number two, speed. We've tried other VPNs in the past. Many slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. 
I've been using ExpressVPN for months now, and my internet speeds are just as fast as they ever were, even when I connect to servers that are thousands of miles away. It doesn't change the quality of the speeds that I'm getting. Something else that I appreciate about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You're not putting in IP addresses or these numbers that you don't even know what they mean. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're connected. It's pretty easy that your grandparents could do it even though they wouldn't know exactly what they're doing in the first place. Like you could show them how to do it and they wouldn't know what it would mean, but getting them to do it would take less time than explaining what they're actually doing. If you don't trust us, Wired, CNET, The Verge, and many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with the VPN that we use and trust. Use the link expressvpn.com film today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com film. Visit expressvpn.com film to learn more. So thank you very much for your sponsorship. So how are we going to see movies now in our modern age of viruses, viruses everywhere? Um, <laughs> it's it's It sucks, but I'm actually kind of excited for this because we are seeing a kind of rise in drive-in theaters again, kind mm -hmm. of. Like, it's, it was a joke that like Jurassic Park was, a, was the highest grossing film in America like a month ago or whatever. And that's because it was showing in like three drive-in theaters or whatever. Um, but it does seem like it's kind of coming back. Uh, how, how do you guys feel about drive-in theaters? It's, it's interesting that you brought up uh, Spider-Verse, Adam, because next week, uh, my birthday is on by the time, we're, I don't know when this is going up, but by the 29th, uh, the mm -hmm. screening of Into the Spider-Verse, Amazon is a drive-in theater one. So I'm going for my birthday with some friends. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's, it's dope. So I'm doing that. And that, that's going to be like my first ever drive-in movie theater experience. So Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, this is my first time doing anything like that. But we, like you said, you got to adapt to what's going on. And if I can see Spider-Verse from the comfort of my car without having to, and without like still doing social distancing, then I'm going to do mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, uh, I've done the drive-in twice now during this, you know, in, I guess, six months. So not a lot, but it's because they were just showing the same movies. But I would definitely go out for like a Spider-Verse sort of screening uh there are still some issues like now now instead of the guy who doesn't know how to silence his phone at the theater mm -hmm. you have the guy who doesn't know how to turn off his headlights mm -hmm. uh so and and then he's in another lot because <laughs> mm -hmm. his car's backwards so yeah. there are some new issues getting over this thing but i'm i'm all for it i think it is still a way to like um you know socially do something different where you're not mm -hmm. just like it's it's an event for us we have to drive like an hour out of the city which mm -hmm. is I think it's fine. It's an adventure. It's something to do. And like you, you know, we get a bunch of blankets. We, uh, you know, uh, Jess has a RAV4. So we just, you know, it's pretty big enough. We can just sit back there, lay down. We bring mm -hmm. some movies, a little couple drinks. You have fun. It's, it's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Like I'm, I'm all for yeah. it. Bring back the drive-in. I think it's cool. I, I never got to have drive-ins growing up. It always seemed like it was like, oh, that's the thing you see, but it doesn't actually exist. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't until I moved out to LA that and this is when when Elise and I were were dating, I guess you would say um, that we were looking for things in L.A. to do. And uh, we found that there there are there. This is long years, years ago. There are still some drive ins peppered around the greater L.A. area because 
if you can think of something, it probably exists somewhere in LA. Um, yeah. But they're such and they were such an archaic thing. We, I, we used to go to City of Industry, which most days is a flea market, but then on certain days is a drive in. And uh, and it's just just a big old basically a parking lot, except that it has like humps. So that way you can park your car at an angle so that way you can look up. Um, and we went mostly because it was a double feature. It would be a double feature for $8 and it would be modern movies. So I, I, we went several times, saw a lot of movies there, but you basically kind of just have to sit in your car and then hope that the radio transmission is, is good enough for you to do it. That being said, I've been to other drive-in theaters that have been fantastic experiences that are probably in a lot of ways way better than going to a movie where the audio is crisp and clear. I don't know. They have stronger radio antennas. Um, and uh, and even better than that, there's like a space where if you, you can park your car, but then you can also hang out around your car. So there was one time in uh, Toronto where Elise... Uh, at least myself and our friend Melissa went to a drive-in and uh, brought lawn chairs and in a, like basically a boombox speaker and just sat in like on in the grass kind of and then just had this giant screen underneath the night sky and it was like fan it's just a wonderful viewing experience especially if you're gonna go see like a horror movie or something that's like classic drive-in. Um, so what you're saying, I totally acknowledge. Like there's there's other hurdles to get over. But my hope is that we can find a sweet spot where even once this is all said and done, we have kind of upgraded the drive-in experience to be something that you might want to pursue. Um, when you think about the fact that there's like whiskey tastings and stuff like these really old <laughs> things like that people still partake in as these luxury items, if this is still a thing that kind of came back as luxury items, I would totally be down for more drive-in experiences. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that'd be the move, especially you have younger kids trying to be all retro and stuff like that and, and, and get mm -hmm. on Instagram and be social like that. So I think that would just inspire them more to want to do those type of things. And then like, like not like myself, but like it took me later on to like really fall in love with cinema. So I think that would be a, a great way to introduce new or old movies to to younger kids mm -hmm. that are just like maybe just dabbling in movies, but are like needing something to do. And then they end up going to one of these and it changes their life just because they love the environment, love the, the surroundings and then they love the movie they're watching. So I definitely to, to expand the, the drive-in theater experience. I, I think the drive-in... Oh, go ahead. Good. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh nothing. I was just saying, um, just, just touching on what you talked about, I did actually get to go to an old drive-in when I was a kid. That's mm -hmm. where I saw... I think I saw Jurassic Park and Die Hard 3. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> nice. Just, just when I would do... Uh, you know, visitations on the weekends with dad, uh, we'd go to the SWAT meet, same sort of thing, but it was those old school ones with the metal like speaker that you put on the side of your car mm. and it sounds oh, like wow. utter garbage. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I, I think you're, you guys are lucky, uh, especially you, Dorian, like your first going movie, movie experiences, you being able to pull in the, the movie over an FM radio, which mm -hmm. sounds pretty good because you're right next to it. And, and like, you have a good, you probably have a reasonable car that has pretty good speakers in it you know like so yeah just just back in the day when you're like what did john mcclain say it sounded really tinny and then mm -hmm. you realize that the speaker's broken you have to ask you have to roll your window down to listen to the guy next to you mm -hmm. but yeah so yeah you guys are I, I mean i'm just saying I think, i'm just saying enjoy it i i i i 
Dorian, uh, I really want you to let me know after. Obviously, you can't do it on the podcast, but let me know after how it was for you because sure. it's your first driving experience. I'm genuinely curious um, how it how it is and like what you thought as like a movie movie lover. Um, but it's a really cool experience, and I think it kind of bridges that gap between it is a social. Like if you were like, I went to the drive-in alone, I would be like, that's a little bit weirder than going to a movie theater alone. <laughs> because the drive-in is like the perfect opportunity to go with a couple people yeah. and be like, we've it's a movie, maybe it's an older movie or it's something we're only half-heartedly going to see. Um, and so it doesn't really matter if you're like shoveling sushi into your mouth while you're also kind of watching the movie or you're like kind of chatting or something as things are going on. It's like the perfect experience for that. And so... I'm curious. I, I'm genuinely curious to feel like see see what you thought of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, especially for into, for it to be into the Spider Verse, which was my favorite movie of 2018. It should have won mm-hmm. best movie of the year, but it it, sure. <laughs> it, won, it won an Oscar anyway. So I can't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm definitely excited. This will it'll, it'll be an experience because then like I, I'm going to see into the Spider Verse anyway, but like definitely plan on doing just more experiences like that in general, especially if they're doing old movies, because I don't know if y'all know me personally, like, like super deep, but like, I, I, I was late to the game for a lot of these older movies. Your boy, like mm-hmm. I just watched like Ghostbusters, like last year, things like that. And, uh, and, the, and the only reason why is because like my, up until like college or until I moved out here, like I was just die hard into basketball. Like my whole life, like was mm-hmm. just basketball, basketball, like, I'm like, outside of school played on a select team then in college like played basketball so like any any other free time was just dedicated to that so I didn't really like find my passion until I got to college till I started taking uh tv writing classes and things like that and just fell Mm -hmm. fell into movies and then now I I, like started to like just to go back into the older movies that I missed and then it's just like Mm -hmm. reinvigorating my spirit into these movies while still seeing like older newer movies like Bill and Ted I'd watched the uh, original two last year as well and so to to, like Mm -hmm. see the the new trailer now and just to see where they're at like in, in such a short time was it's been an experience yeah, you're lucking out because you're not you aren't waiting decades for these things. You're like, I just saw Ghostbusters. I get another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, but uh, I think it's nice awesome too because well, you're also I think you're if I'm excited for this sort of weird turnover that we're having because I think seeing certain movies like that in a theater, hopefully, I mean, it depends where you go, but like a lot of times I think when you're at home watching stuff, you're you're tempted, right, to pull your phone out or mm-hmm. pause it or anything like that. When you're in the theater, it's like you the the idea is that you're supposed to give it all of your attention and then it mm-hmm. becomes more of an immersive experience. So I am hoping that like the people who are like, I saw Godfather at home. It wasn't very good. It's like, well, what did you like about it? I don't know. I was playing Fortnite and it's like, okay, well mm-hmm. that that's not how you should watch it. I don't know if that was their intention, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to guess not. So I'm, I am happy for younger people ideally, or people who just maybe missed movies when they're the theaters. Like I was one of those kids who obviously I never saw Star Wars in theaters because mm-hmm, you know, I was mm-hmm. born in the eighties. But when they did the re-releases in theaters, it was great. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. That is like they at least give you that experience. And yeah, to go to like Chris Nolan's point, like there there is something very special about going to a cinema and getting that experience that maybe you won't get at home and does feel kind of special. Maybe it feels well, like something that's that is going to go away eventually. I mean, like I said at the top of this, I think it is like a weird human experience. Like movies are invented. So a bunch of people in a room saw a train coming at them, freaked out, thought they were all going to get run over. And they said, but then humanity as kind of as a group, or at least let's say well-to-do, well-to-do humanity, because I know there's people on this planet that have way more to worry about than 
when Tenet is coming out. But um, there's a certain aspect of humanity that was like, oh yeah, this is an experience that we're like totally down for. Like this and then sl- shortly below is bungee jumping or whatever. <laughs> so somehow we're going to trick all our humans to be into. Um, but it's cool because building on the drive-in thing and just how people are trying to find a way to get backed into movies. Uh, I saw a story recently. Have you heard about the floating boat cinema? Uh, yeah, it's it's for the for our for our viewers and listeners. Um, it's basically something that's going to happen down in like San Diego, and they're basically going to set up a m- movie screen on a large body of water and then they are going to send boats out that can have eight people per boat, but the boats are going to maintain social distancing. So you basically have a little pod and then everyone can go and then sit and hang out. And Hmm. that to me sounds with the right movie. That sounds like incredible. Hell yeah. That sounds like so much fun. Depending on the price, like your boy will, will take a train down there. And and, and Mm -hmm. it's like that. When I read that, when you sent me that, I was like, this is actually dope. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be down for this, and it'd be cool too. Because I know, like, um, I can't remember the specific place uh, here. They do like uh, screenings on the top of the <laughs> roof, and you have like headphones that are synced to it, so you don't have to like hear it directly through the speaker. Like doing mm-hmm. like that as well, I think would be amazing. So I'd definitely be down. I wish they could do something like that in LA, but I, depending on the price, like I said, I, you, you can catch your boy in San Diego <laughs> on a boat. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. it's great. I mean, sometimes the environment you watch it in is like really good and it's, you know, not oh it doesn't always have to be a theater. There's they do the cemetery screenings, the Hollywood cemetery screenings. I've never been to one, but I'm like, oh man, I feel like that would be perfect for the perfect kind of thing. Um when the last time we had uh RTX in Australia, uh Elise and I spent some extra time there and ended up going to a movie. It was the first uh jumanji the first i should say the second jumanji but the first one with the rock in it um welcome to the jungle was screening on like the beach like kind of on the lawn near the beach in bondi beach and uh and i was like this it was amazing like i thought the movie was fine but i was like i will always remember this film because I was like eating pizza on the lawn as waves were crashing nearby on this screen that was just okay. And so with the right movie and like kind of the right location, man, I'm all down for it. I know they've done these in like uh, Thailand and stuff, so it's kind of cool they're doing it here. Mm-hmm. What's that, Dorian? Oh, sorry. I, this is just random as hell, but we were talking about older movies. I just wanted to say King of Comedy and Taxi Driver are two of the, the best movies ever made. King of Comedy is one of the best movies ever mm. made. And that's Con- controversial statement. <laughs> I would friend. say, yeah. And that's, so, like, one of my favorite movies ever. Like, you, I don't know. I don't know for some reason. I just, like, ever, like, I went on a, a Scorsese binge, and then when King of Comedy came up, I was like, bro. Why is this movie like this is one of the best movies ever, man? I was gonna say, I, I like that you're like, yeah, I'm gonna back the Scorsese horse. I think I, I'm just saying this guy's got something. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's got something. No, yeah, yeah. it is. No, it's awesome. Though. It's, it's crazy when you look at some of these filmmakers. We're talking about Christopher Nolan and stuff, and get we'll get slightly off topic, but like, it's crazy when you're like, how did you hit all these damn home runs? Mark Pro. I was, I was, we're talking about after this, I, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor in just a minute, but like we talk about kind of hidden gems and stuff. And for whatever reason, like, uh, I've been really into back to the future recently. They're all, all three of them are on Netflix right now. And I'm like, Robert Zemeckis 
he's some of his stuff is is not good, but man, how many home runs has this dude hit in terms of just cinematic experiences and all different kinds of stuff? Like Steven Spielberg gets credit for doing sci-fi and drama and history and comedy and fantasy and all these things. But Robert Zemeckis has done a lot of those too. And a lot of his movies are pretty good too. It's just, he's, he's fantastic. I have not seen. uh, So people have been telling, like, I'm going to watch it probably inevitably, like Back to the Future 3. I haven't watched that. People have been telling me just to watch the the first two and then just call it. But if you're saying to watch Back to the Future 3. Have you, wait, have you seen, have you seen any of the Back to the Futures? I'm going to probably get a lot of crap. Yeah, I watched them last year as well. Like, I went. Okay, okay. And I love both of them. And then people were like, all right, just, you know. Three's different. I mean, three. Yeah, I've been like. Yeah. Three is different I because I feel like it's, it's the sci-fi, the sci-fi fun of it that draws you kind of into that franchise. Like, oh, the fifties, everything has it seems like really tied to the world. The western is like, oh, we made a western movie. I think it's good, but it's still like, oh, we made a western. Um, go ahead, Adam. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm saying it's it's. No one should gatekeep you for exploring. Oh, no. Uh, you know, watching older films and having not seen it yet, no you matter when watched, you were born, yeah. you you already watched two. Yeah. If people are, you, you already watched two. You're gonna like the characters. You might as well watch the third one. I personally don't think that three. I mean, one is far and away. Having having watched one and two recently, like one and is far and away just a spectacular film. I think two is really fun and it's very nostalgic for the first movie, despite only having come out a few years later. And then three is, is like, okay, it's different, but I like these characters. So I will basically watch them in any scenario. Um, but yeah, anyway, real quick, before we get off on that, before we get off of that tangent, I, I do want us to talk about just kind of what we're watching and, and recommend anything that we're into right now deep uh, deep cuts but uh before that let's hear a word from our sponsor everything is up in the air right now and when things are uncertain it tends to cause your routines to change even if that routine is just brushing your teeth in the morning so i'm gonna ask you how has your dental care routine changed are there other things you've done to make sure the routines in your life can stay consistent is that getting something delivered to your door instead of going out well That can be the same case with your dental care. And honestly, that kind of concern is why I use Quip and you should too. Here's a little fact for you. 75% of us use old worn out bristles that are ineffective and even more people forget to floss daily. This is a facet of a broken routine. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to guide a dentist recommended two minute routine. And there's even a size down version for kids or people with tiny mouths. When you pair this with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon flavors, you get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none that they don't. Best of all, Quip has eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser that you keep for life and expanding string that helps you clean in between your teeth. But better than all of those items is the fact that those items, the Quip brush heads, the toothpaste, the floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. Plus shipping is free. So. 
Join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash film right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash film. It's spelled getquip.com slash film. Quip, the good habits company. So thank you very much for your sponsorship. Okay, as promised, we, we kind of already slipped into it talking about Back to the Future. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give us a chat, kind of close out this conversation with what we are watching. We can't go to movies um, and... There are things, new things coming out, but I feel like most of what I'm consuming are old things. So I'm just curious what you guys are watching. Man, I've been watching a, a lot of a lot of TV actually. Like I've, mm -hmm. I've been doing a couple of films here and there, but TV has just been—I I don't know—I've been just been binge watching a lot of stuff that I've missed uh, over the, the the past couple months or anything like that. Um, but as far as like underrated gems or or anything like that for mm -hmm. for for TV shows, what I what I would recommend these are older like. Older Netflix shows, I feel like, never got as much love as they should have, and they were canceled way too early. The first one mm -hmm. is The Get Down. Like that was one of my favorite shows, and I feel oh. like that I did not get a lot, get enough love, nor did it get the the mm -hmm. marketing it deserved. So The Get Down is is the the big one I have, and as well as Raising Dion. Like that's another sleeper that I think a lot of people missed on on Netflix. Like I, I just recently watched that like a couple weeks ago and I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I think it got renewed for a second season as well. So those are two mm -hmm. on on Netflix, but this is just another comic book TV show and I'll, and I'll pass it before we keep going. But surprisingly, Stargirl, the, uh, for TV shows like in, in comic books or whatever, Stargirl has mm -hmm. been one of the most consistent, like I think one of the best DC TV television shows we've got thus far in terms of consistency across the, its first season. Like, it's, it, I, I don't want to say game changing, but DC definitely knocked it out of the park with that one. I feel like it's not getting nearly as much shine or love as it deserves because I, I feel like people, especially when it was put on the CW as well, people did, wrote, wrote it off and didn't give it the, the love it deserves. So I, I would definitely hope people flock to that. But I know, it's, I, I know those aren't old school, but but those are what I've. No, they don't absolutely don't have to be. I mean, I, I the so I watched season one of the Get Town. At least I both watched it and loved it. And then season two, for some reason, just didn't hook us. Mm. Um, and so we we and I think it just kind of like came and went. It felt like like you said, it was under marketed, so we never watched it. But Star Girl, I haven't even heard of, never heard of it. So and then another one is on my block. It's on Netflix as well, and some of the acting, like at the beginning and throughout it, you can tell like these. These are this is another show that actors were actually kids, so the acting isn't mm -hmm. the best, but you can tell like they kind of get into their roles. And I think the the story itself is more interesting. So if you like take a backseat to the acting and just enjoy the story, I think that's another underrated that people should should give a little bit more love to. Mm -hmm. Cool, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've been just kind of trying to keep up with what's coming out. Um, we're going to talk more about this next week, but can we talk about that or no? Oh, well, we're talking. Yeah, you can, you can mention it. Yeah, yeah we're going to discuss uh, it. So yeah, I watched Palm Springs last night. Really enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't even want to say anything. If you have, I, I would just say, just see it. Um, I had enough people tell me, no, it's not a spoiler, but it's like this. That's a spoiler, um, but that's fine. It's okay. I actually, knowing that I really did enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, if you want to see some other similar movies like that, I do have some recommendations. I've been watching. Uh, so after I saw the prestige, um, 
watching again, I remember thinking, oh yeah, Chris Nolan loves time. There's a few other movies uh, I think are worth checking out. Um, smaller ones. I think the, this one is on Netflix now called Coherence. Mm. Much smaller movie, very small, almost like the way they shot the movie is actually really interesting. It had like almost no script, but it has a really interesting premise. So it's definitely worth checking out. Similar vein, a lot tighter of a movie, Triangle. Same sort of idea. If you're interested in movies that do some kind of fun things with the idea of time and editing, that's another one that's uh, definitely worth checking out. That's like hmm. not exactly horror, but um, kind of kind of a weird psychological fun movie. Just kind of, those are like perfect movies to watch while you're at home. So mm -hmm. I would definitely say, hey, you got a free evening? Watch some movies you've never heard of. You, you mm -hmm. might actually enjoy them. And have, Adam, have you seen Freaks on Netflix, that movie Freaks? The original one, the Google Gobble One of Us, or no? It's it, it, it's a oh. indie movie. It's about it's like a, a another. It's about a family who kind of has. I don't want to spoil too much about it because it, it it's just it's a very underrated movie that I think uh, it's an indie movie that got picked up. Uh, it was originally like got dis, uh, distributed through theaters, but it hit Netflix's streaming service like early this year. And for a while, it was it 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 stayed on there trending, but um, I think it's just the hype for it has died down. But that's a a, a horror slash superhero kind of small budget film that you could tell it was, it was made on a budget, but how they utilize like the the powers and things like that. I think that it was a very well done story that uh, I would love to see more of, but yeah, that's a, a recommendation. And then for, uh, you, you mentioned Palm Springs. I absolutely love that movie, but another one I actually recently watched was King of Staten Island. That movie incredible oh, i haven't seen it yet oh, haven't seen it yet it's, it's definitely add that hmm. list like there there was a couple quotes with two, uh, a couple quotes in that movie that just hit home i was just like damn like i feel like this mm -hmm. attacking me and then i also get there to i get called a a, a dark-skinned pete davidson so look, <laughs> pretty funny uh, you should you, you shouldn't accept that movie, he should but... he should be he should be a light-skinned you I, that's what i'm saying <laughs> like a year but oh yeah i feel like that mm -hmm. comparison Hmm. That's I, awesome. I, know, I know nothing about this this freaks movie, but I found a movie poster for it, and I want this on my wall. It's actually a really it's well designed. Ice what is that? An ice cream cone with blood coming out of it? Yeah, it's super artsy. Like I I dig this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know I you should never judge a book my, by its cover, but I like a good poster. There's so many movies with freak in the title. There's freaks, the old one. There's this new one, and then I think there's a movie from the '90s called Freaked, which is uh, it has. Alex Winter from Bill and Ted is the only possible scenario that I could uh, connection that wow. I can draw. But that's I that was a that. weird movie that would just come on TV that would frighten me. Um, it's a nightmare. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of it's nightmare a nightmare puppetry movie. in this Back thing. in the 90s oh, when God. you could make whatever you wanted to. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what is it? Any Which Way But Loose? Isn't that isn't that the Nightmare Dan yeah. Aykroyd movie or whatever? Anyway. Um, yeah, or the Burr. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I mentioned uh, Robert Zemeckis. Um, again, kind of been on a Robert Zemeckis kick back, back to the future too. Um, and, uh, and then, but I would also say the other, like a couple weeks ago, at least put on what lies beneath the oh. Michelle Pfeiffer, Harrison Ford movie. Um, which I remembered bits and pieces of from seeing as a kid, it's a Robert Zemeckis film. Most of it is just okay. But the last kind of like maybe third of the movie it turns into a straight up like Hitchcock level thriller. And it's, mm. it's so well shot. Like in terms of, you know, people get a, give a lot of credit for people who can choreograph and direct action really well. Well, being able to chore choreograph and, and direct suspense, 
I think is just as impressive. And the the end of this movie is like amazing. Like oh, so many shots that I've never seen since. Like I had never seen before and never seen since. There's one point where someone falls to the ground and the camera falls kind of with them. And then it actually goes beneath the floor because they built a invisible glass panel that the camera could go into the floor and shoot up through. And it's, hmm. but it's like, it's pretty, it's got some pretty remarkable shots in it. There's a couple bad CG now, but like there, like a lot of it, the composition is like really, really cool. And so a movie that I, I remembered, but had basically written off. I was like, aha, Robert Zemeckis is a genius and his genius is still in this film, even if you don't think about it. And then the only other one that I would want to throw out is Starship Troopers. Um, oh. re rewatch Starship Troopers. Dorian, have you seen Starship Troopers? Starship Troopers. Throw oh, it on boy. the list. All right. It's fantastic. It is, uh, I mean, I, I don't, there's nothing really you can spoil about it other than it's Paul Verhoeven doing what he does best, which is making satire that's as sharp as a knife. And so he makes a, he adapted a novel about a pro-war kind of world. Like it's, it's basically, it's very, basically very, fascist propaganda, yeah. right? Um, mm -hmm. But he adapted it, he adapted that novel as satire of fascist propaganda. Mm-hmm. And so it's a weird double layer, but like watching it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so, it's, it's so funny, number one, because once you're kind of aware of it and you're not taking it seriously, you're like, oh wait, this is someone mocking this. Um, but it's also so entertaining. It's so, it's so much fun how it'll like break into commercials advertising, like how much, how important it is to be part of be a citizen, go to war, fight the aliens, mm. be a citizen. And then it'll show a guy like saluting, except he's missing like like most of his arm on the left side. He's like, I joined the army and I wouldn't regret it. And he's like disfigured and like completely maimed by it. And mm -hmm. in big old letters. I, I watched it again and I was like, oh my gosh, I really, really love this movie. Um, I, I was I was trying out, um, I was doing some like at home kind of like streaming setup, messing with it. And one of the, mm -hmm. the movies I had is... Um, I, I, I have my Blu-ray copy, my 4K copy of Starship Troopers. I was like, oh, I wonder if I can do this through the network. And I started watching it and then I mm -hmm. couldn't stop watching it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's it one just of those goes. movies like you, yeah. I mean, actually I, I would say, man, most Paul Verhoeven, most, not all. You mm -hmm. don't have to watch basic. Oh wait, no, what's the one I'm thinking of? Striptease or strip, striptease. Yeah. Showgirls. Striptease? Showgirls, Showgirls. That's one, sorry. But like, yeah, Robocop, uh, Total Recall, uh, Starship Troopers, like, those are like three perfect movies you could just watch back to back to back. And mm -hmm. they're so they're so like perfectly of their time period. So good. Um, so good. Starship Troopers, I think, is is like ageless. It, it, even the CGI it holds up pretty it, well. It looks really, really good. It, they built a ton of practical and then they also have some obviously it's, computer graphics. But like all the space miniatures look amazing like i mm -hmm. thought they looked amazing someone someone could tell me i'm wrong but like they i thought they yeah. looked amazing um before yeah. we i know we got to wrap up but before we wrap up i also want to say that elise had never seen can't hardly wait so we watched that the other day on netflix and that was just like a throw good or feel good throwback 90s film the most 90s it plays it has three instances of smash mouth in it <laughs> 
two walking okay. on the suns and then one other smash mouth song because there's just like it's okay. basically like okay. suicide squad where there's a track for every single scene mm-hmm. um and then we also watched 13 ghosts last night as well oh um geez. produced by robert zemeckis um but we've been going through those dark castle movies and that's that's what i got all right my, my, my picks last thing before i wrap up to the, the yeah yeah Netflix, the last recommendations i'm always going to plug it on wherever i'm talking about Agent mm-hmm. Shield, Marvel's Agent Shield. All six seasons are on Netflix right now, and they're entering their last season currently, mm-hmm. which has been their best season. And it's Marvel's longest running TV show, so I just wanted to plug that. And a, and another movie is The Old Guard that just dropped. Uh, last I haven't watched it. Yet. It uh-huh. there and, and and Kiki Lane, badass. Like it, it is sick. The action in there is intense. So last recommendations. Awesome. I'm sorry. I'm, no worries. No, oh, absolutely. Thank you. People you reminded me that we need to watch. We need to watch, need to watch uh, the old guard. Definitely need to watch that. Um, well, I don't want to take you. To, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, Dorian, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad we finally got you on. We've been trying to do it for a while. Let's make sure to do it again soon. Um, but uh, but before we go, where can people find more of you, guys? You can find me on Twitter at Dorian Parks and Rec. You can find me over on Collider Games YouTube channel, and most importantly, you can find me on Geeks of Color, uh, my publication that I, I help run. And I'm just excited for the content to come. So yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and l- please let me know how your birthday goes with uh, the driving. For sure, for sure, I will definitely be excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you guys in the next, next film house. Take care. Bye. Bye.